The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Joining us um, for a pretty interesting interview. It's going to be a pretty interesting interview. There, there's been a lot of discussion about the actions of these two individuals at yesterday's state funeral, and they join us now for us to discuss it a bit, find out exactly what really went on. Um, I gave you my impression of it. I really don't think that it should have been as big a story as it made um, in the headlines and, and all those things. But let's welcome to our program uh, two individuals. They've been with us before. Let's welcome uh, Karen Nunes Teixeira. Nice to have you with us here this morning. Thank you very much. And I'm very happy to be with you and with your listeners as usual. Um, always enjoy being on your show. And of course, we have Timothy Hamill Smith with us here this morning. Welcome back to our program. Thank both of you for being with us here this morning. You two generated a whole set of discussion. <laughs> I mean, this, this is as a, a segue a segment. We, we were not expecting any of this at all at Mr. Pandey's funeral. <laughs> I don't know if the intention was to steal the limelight or to whatever it was, but actions that you engaged in obviously generated a lot of discussion. And there are people who are for and against. There are people who in the middle, some people really couldn't care less. They don't see it as that important <laughs> and all of that kind of thing. But let's get from both of you, what really went on yesterday? Uh, that, that's the obvious question if you have to ask what, I mean, you've spoken about it in other places in other interviews and everything else. Let's operate from the perspective that our listeners have not heard anything that you've said before, except for the story that ran that other jump over the fence. Um, so... <laughs> Tell us, in your own words, what really happened? Well, you have the political leader here with you, so part of which um, is better that he address part of what you're asking me. And just, I was listening to the end of your interview, one person did say to me, and I, I think I do agree because I knew when my husband died, um, they gave you something, a commemoration. And what the person said is that it would have been so much better had they given you the history, the story of, of Basio Pandey so they could really keep it as a memoriam of him. So that's just my little thing that I would add. Other, other than that, I, I'm not going to comment. It went well. So to answer your question, and Mr. Um, the dep political leader can really um, confirm this. Um, I personally um, liked Mr. Pandey. He, my father was... Uh, representative of the Employees Consultative Association. He was the director of Shell. Point being that he represented the employer and Mr. Pandey was on the other side, but they always had that mutual respect and regard. And whenever I met him, even when I was not in politics, um, he would always be so, as we know, witty and kind. Secondly, his daughter, Michaela Pandey, and I actually WhatsApp. And I did WhatsApp her on her father's passing to herself and her family and she did respond as she always does and i have another memory which i'm not going to share but for those two reasons i thought it was important that i go i had no expectation of going into the auditorium i wasn't i never asked to be invited. i just didn't i was going to go in the tent i just wanted to make sure that at any day that i could say that i went and i had paid my last respect so what happened that day was I was with Mr. Hammond Smith, the political leader who can explain his position. And um, we were then trying to figure out how do we get into the Napa car park? 
So as we were going, I have to say all the police officers, so it must be about 20 of them, they're going to have to call for investigation on, were all very pleasant and very helpful to both of us. And um, as we came close to where the auditorium would be, they said to us, well, uh, you know, the procession is about to start and it's going to take a good while. And then you would have difficulty maybe getting parking because the parking may be all taken up. So we were, it was suggested to us by the police, look, park your car here. And they even helped us to reverse and park. So that was the first thing that was never planned. The second thing that was never planned was that, well, how were we going to get in? Not me, because I was going under the tent, but the political leader can speak for himself. I, the expectation would be he would go in the auditorium. Now, from my point of view, and I've said this and I'll say it again, um, Mr. Minister Brown can deny it as much as he wants. He was a colleague of mine. We know each other fairly well. He knows me. I don't think he's gone blind, and neither have I. And he did see me because we were close enough. And I kept, you know, trying to get his attention, not for myself, but from, for the former president of the Senate. Um, in my respectful opinion, he studiously ignored me. Um, Faris al-Rawi, another minister, came up, and I tried to mouth him. I said, could you do something for the president? He shrugged his shoulders like this and said, mm-mm. So now I have to respect the fact that he was doing an interview. So then when he yeah. finished that interview, he would have gone on to another. But what Mr. Pandey would have done, in my view, what Mr. Manning would have done, in my view, what I think I would have done, what I would have signaled to somebody in the back, listen, the, pre the former president is outside there. See what you can do about getting him in and getting him in the auditorium. He studiously ignored us. He, he, he did as though he didn't even know I was there. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't understand that. I could not understand that. So at the urging of others who were there, who would have been, if the police officers would have stopped us, it's clear if they let us park. It's clear if they had to reverse. It is clear if they let us go over the railing that they never stopped us. It is, that is, that is only common sense. So we said, you know what, let's just go over the railing so you could get to the auditorium. And that's what we did. Now, if it is by doing that, it st stole some of the thunder from the minister and turned the attention to us. It was definitely never planned. It definitely was never intended. And from my point of view, in my point of view, which he does not have to share, um, if he had done the right thing, which was to just say, hold on, I'll deal with it, or I'll get someone to deal with it, which is the correct thing to do, all of that would not have transpired. And I put the blame on him. He can say what he wants. That's my opinion, not the celebration itself, but how that was handled. So when we went to the auditorium, um, um, the political leader can speak to that more. We just said that, um, but this is the former president of the Senate. There are a lot of former people inside of the NEO. And um, the lady said, did he get an invitation? He said, no, he didn't. He'll explain what happened with that. And then she asked him twice. But she said, well, you can't come in. You have to go under the tent. So we went under the tent. Now, if at that point in time, we were of interest to the media. By the way, they never showed Mr. Amersmith to um, climbing over, but it certainly seemed that we could climb over and not fall. Um, that was the end of it for us. But of course, the media is in the business of news, and they found um, the attention was turned away from, I think, from the minister. And I don't think 
in my view, he may have appreciated it. And so he talked about grandstanding and all that. That's a couple of, a of rubbish. He has to say something, and it's not true. Yeah. It's just not true. So I, that's my, that is how it happened. I, I, I just want to make sure to let your listeners know, I never expected to go in the auditorium. I was going under the tent, and it was out of respect for Michaela Pandy and her family and for Mr. Pandy. Mm. I could not have his burial without showing my respect. That is from my point of view. So you can now ask the political leader from his point of view how it transpired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, just before we get to Mr. Amos Smith, I'll tell you this. I began the program this morning by stating my opinion that had I been covering the event, you climbing over the fence might not have even gotten my attention. <laughs> I, that's just me as, as, as because I, I would have thought that there's so much more going on. We are honoring exactly. a man that has made such a significant contribution to our society. The two people are right. the fence regardless of who the two people was. It's, it's neither here nor there. But I agree. It, 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 it shows how we like Bacchanal. And how we like yeah. confusion and we like moving along and all them kind of things. Because quite frankly, I don't even see this as, as warranting the attention that it has gotten from the media. But it is I what agree. it is. Um, and we have, a, we have a different brand of media these days. You can't get away from that. But Mr. <laughs> Hamill Smith, um, uh, I hope that your audio is fixed. Uh, um, are you hearing us clearly? Oh my God! I don't think he has all his. You know what? I, I'm not you know too he sure. Has to unmute. Yeah. I want to be. Mr. Smith, we're not hearing you at all. I don't know if you're hearing us. Um, you have to unmute. Hello. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith, you need to say something so we can hear your audio. Yeah, okay. my my audio seems to be on. Are you hearing me? Yes, we're hearing you now. Um, so it's nice to have you with us here this morning. You heard what your colleague had to say. Um, let's get your perspective because it's interesting to find out yeah. from you why did you need to take this action to get into this event uh, and, and probably we need to hear it from you. Uh, I'm not too sure if you've spoken to other persons but I'm going to give you the opportunity now to give us the longer response as to all what transpired and why do you think you needed to do what you did. All right, so... Yeah, they... they you know, we, we went to Sapa, in fact, with the intent to, to go in the public tent in the Sapa car park. Right? When we arrived there, we, yes. Yeah. So when we arrived there, Mr. Shera saw um, Mr. Brown in the, and thought she would persuade him to yeah i'm getting a feedback by the way okay that has to be on your end because we're hearing you clear maybe you need to turn off the monitors on your on, on your, your device um your speakers or whatever else you have up you need to turn those down um so that we won't get the you won't get the feedback because we're not getting any feedback here at all hello yes yeah, so so when we arrived at sapa we were directed by the police to the point where, yeah, to the point where we... Okay, Mr. Hamilton, if, uh, if you are hearing a feedback, you have to ignore the feedback because that's the only way we're going to hear you. We have to stop listening to the feedback. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mr. Hamilton, we're going to have to see how best we can um, sort out your audio. 
as we continue because uh, maybe you need to, to log off and log back on. Uh, All right, I'll try that. Yeah, and we'll see if that rectifies the problem. Ms. Mr. Sheraz, as we have you with us here this morning, there are there, there are all kinds of comments now. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know how else to put it, but there are all kinds of comments now about what transpired. Some people saying yeah. that, well, this was a political stunt. Um, some people mm-hmm. saying that this is um, behavior that's unbecoming of politicians. Mm-hmm. And, and you're hearing all different kinds of things now. Um, what's your response to people who are saying that there's much more to this than you, you're, you're telling us? Well, I want to say one thing. I don't think that what happened outside um, impacted what was going on inside. And I still will. I heard what you said, and I think you made some good points, but I want to go into that about, you know, how the, um, the you know, inclusion of all the number of other um, religions. I understand your point, and, you know, so I don't want to take away from how it was seamlessly organized from, from that point of view. But what I will um, say that it's definitely not grandstanding or planned. We never planned anything. We were just trying to get to pay our homage. And, um, you know, the police officers were very kind to us. Um, they recognized, I believe, Mr. Um, the former president, and they recognized myself. And maybe that may have given them the thing to say, well, you know, I don't know, that, that you know, they were probably more um, um, helpful to us. But they certainly um, told us to park. They certainly helped us to reverse. And they certainly, um, they and others said, well, since the minister, and the minister was not taking us, taking me on at all. He could say what he wants. He was, I mean, I was was taken aback. He said, this was a colleague of mine that would do that, behave like that towards me. I mean, even if I'm not on the same side, I mean, out of respect, this is a colleague of mine who's seeing a president of the Senate here and behaving in that manner. I was taken aback by the conduct, to be honest. And then when Mr. Farris, um, he also came, I had taught him at law school, and he just shrugged his shoulders. I mean, it, it, it just, I was just um, taken aback. And to me, I was more focused on getting the president in because, former president in, because I really thought he tried, and I hope we can come back, but if he doesn't come back, I can assure you, and I hope he will be able to say it himself, that before we went up there, he said, you know, I, I tried. I, I called the prime minister's office, then the president, and then someone else, I can't remember who. And then he said, send an email. None of them were, not one was acknowledged. He didn't even get a noted acknowledged. You can, we don't think, just radio silence. I mean, I mean, how do you do that, a former president? There are a lot of people who are former inside of there. How could you do that? I just couldn't understand that. And then for Amy Brown, the minister, who was my colleague, to behave in that callous, in my view, um, uh, manner, I, I, I was taken by surprise. So it was never planned. It was just something that, you know, organically happened. And it certainly was not intended to take away from his um, 15 minutes of fame, if he wants to call it that. It was just to get in and get the president in so that he would be able to get seated before the ceremony started. And I was going in the tent. There was no problem with that. I, 
Can he count how many times I've ever gone to anything that APNM has done? No, I haven't. So why would I do it now? Mm -hmm. It was about Mr. Pandey and his daughter and his family. So um, that people said that um, how how it um, transpired. Well, I would say it's unfortunate that it had to inspire. It had to. Um, nobody's going to victimize me because that's what people do. That's all politics, you know. I, I am a politician myself, and what you do is you go on the offensive. And the offensive is to try to make, to embarrass me. And they know you're not going to embarrass me. I'm going to embarrass you because you did not deal with it appropriately mm. as a diplomat. And had you done that, none of that would have happened because there was never that intention. And certainly not from Timothy Hammersmith. He's not known to be that type of person. And I certainly, and if people look at it that way, I will have to accept that. That is life. You know, people have different points of view. But I do put a lot of the blame on how uh, my former colleague handled it. And he could say what he wants now. He could call me grandstand. He could say what he wants. He has to say something. He has to apologize. He has to go and appoint, um, speak to his prime minister and, and say, how in heaven's name you allow um, these people to take away the thunder from you. But I didn't do it from to you. You did it to yourself. Don't blame me. Yeah. Blame yourself. The, That's what I say. The discussion has gone has 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 gone deeper um yes because now you have gary griffith who <laughs> has issued a statement saying that well, he wasn't invited and i mean gary mm -hmm. griffith shared over the years a very close relationship with bastille pandey um and he right. went into great detail to explain all of these things and gary griffith you know fly by night person he's a prominent person as well obviously with a seating capacity at 700 you can't invite everybody but no. Gary Griffith was, was pointing out in his comments that there is an order of service. And he went on to explain that as um, in, in the capacity that he held when the funeral for A&R Robinson was conducted, he was in charge of, of looking after this order of service, which basically dictates yeah. who comes and the attention and, 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 and so on that they are given and the prominence that they are given in the, in the event. And he went on to say that it is his opinion that the entire thing was politicized and that there was political spite um, used. And I hope that I'm not misquoting what he had to say, but he said that it is clear that with some of the omissions that, that occurred, it, it can be suggested that politics played a role in who went and who didn't went. And one of the things that he highlighted, and I, I, am, I am assuming that the public may agree with him, is the opposition leader was given no credence whatsoever uh, at SACPA. I I, and, and I tend to agree with him. And I, I just want to say that, take me out of the equation, huh? because I never wanted to, I never expected to. I went there for my reasons. I made that decision, I said, and, and I, I explained it enough times. Um, for me, I thought, you know, if you didn't want him to be there as a former president of the Senate, then at least answer him. I mean, could you imagine if you wrote to someone three, four times and they didn't even have the courtesy to acknowledge, they, at least, you know, at the end of an email, they have noted thank you or something like that. Not, I mean, that's what I understood, you know, and I don't think that Mr. Hammersmith, knowing him to be the person he is as former president, would have made much of a hullabaloo of it. I don't think he would have. And I do think there was political spite because from my point of view, they can say what they want. You know, they're free to say what they want. I mean, that's why I'm not there. 
because that's what I think about them. And I am entitled to my point of view as they are entitled to their point of view of me. I do think it was, there was a level, I do think I agree with uh, Mr. Griffith um, that there was a level of political spike there. You could spike me, it doesn't matter. I never tried to come in anything before because you're not going to insult me. I'm not going to give you the chance to insult me. Yeah. Um, but um, when it came to Timothy Amosbeth as a former president, I think that was a bridge too far. And I think there was a little bit of um, spiteful. The whole way, if, if you had been there and if you had witnessed how Amy Brown behaved, this is my colleague, I sat down next to him in cabinet. He, he's not blind, he yeah. saw me and he, he, he ignored me. He didn't just say, he didn't do me, okay. Um, or he didn't even say between two interviews, um, John, come here, get the president in. I wouldn't have minded. I don't expect anything from them. I don't want anything from them. But what I do think, it just shows you this vindictiveness and this spite that people and the cynicism that people have over this government. And that yesterday, in my respectful opinion, is a good example. Um, going over the fence was something that I didn't plan. It was my way of getting Timothy Amesbitt to get into the auditorium. Um, as the former president, and if the media makes a choice, the media listens to what he has to say, or the media doesn't listen to what he has to say, and if he feels that what happened with me took away from his moment of glory, well, so be it. But don't come and talk about me grandstanding. Have I ever done that before? Mm. It's up to about ten years. You all have been um, there. I have grants. I have I have commented, but have I grants? Have I gone to any event and? Try to. I've never done that. Why would I do that now? Especially at something so somber and meaningful to Michaela, to her mother, to her family. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? I would never have done that. Let's. let's so take that, a, that's my point of view. Let me take a couple of quick I messages. Get back, Timothy. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to see if we can get him on the phone. Uh, we'll. We'll. We need to take a couple of messages. But when we get back, we're taking some calls as well. Thing, thing oh, and if you can get it, it'll be yeah. good to hear him say what, uh, because he can give you the details of how he tried and how he got no response. Yeah. Those discussions will continue after these messages. Stay with us. It's just about 15 minutes before 8. With us this morning, we have Karen Eunice Teixeira. And, uh, well, the Zoom didn't work, so we're trying it on the phone. We have Timothy Hamill-Smith. Mr. Hamill-Smith, good morning to you. Good morning, Satish. Good oh. morning to all your listeners. Okay, great. The connection on the phone is much, much better than Zoom. I was trying to get from you your account of what transpired and what led to this taking place. Um, and I thought it's in, it, it would be important for the discussion for us to get that clarity. Uh, tell us how we arrived at this position of, as we say, a jump in defense. Um, uh, not, not literally jump. Well, yeah, literally jump in defense um, in this regard. Tell us your account. Yeah, so... The original intent was always that we were due to go to the public tent within the car park of Tapa, and we were directed by the police on the route to take, and we arrived in front of Tapa. Karen did see um, Mr. Emery Brown in the car, uh, car, in the car park, and she, um, we stopped. She got out in order to try and persuade him that perhaps um, there was an oversight and 
protocol should have required that the president of the former president of the Senate should be invited. From my perspective, I mean, I was happy to be under the tent. Um, that just didn't happen between Mr. Brown and, and, and Karen. So ultimately, the, the security told us to reverse path where we were ultimately. And if we wanted, we could go over the rail into the car park. And that's what we did. That's hence the reason why you, those photos. Of course, the cameras were there. They were interviewing Mr. Brown. And therefore, they captured the event. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a, a perspective from my position in terms of how this ultimately transpired. Mm. The... There's been a lot of discussion, as I said. You know, there are people who are for, people who are against. Sure. Uh, some people who really couldn't care less and yeah. don't understand why we're talking about this this morning. I actually got a couple of messages like those. Um, people saying they see this as, as a non-issue in the entire thing. What's your opinion, Mr. Hammersmith, of the attention that this has garnered, some of the criticism that has been leveled um, as a result of what transpired? you think it's justified or you think it's just taking well, it too far? Well, some of the criticism, if I may say so, is being leveled without an appreciation of all the facts. Such the fact that the intent was never to go and barge in, if you like, storm, sapper itself. <laughs> there was a public tent, open to the public, therefore. It's just that the procession, uh, by the time, you know, we had waited there some length of time, I don't know how long, and the procession was coming. And so I think that's why the the security told us, look, reverse park here, and you can go over the rail before the procession arrives. And that, that's the context in which this occurred. Some people, you know, if you, if you listen to some people, it sounded as we intended to go there in order to storm um, the funeral. And of course, that's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. We wanted to pay our due respects at the funeral and quite content to be under the public tent in the Sapa car park. Yeah. I, I agree that I mean, our MC was unorthodox, but <laughs> nonetheless, that, that's, um, we, we were advised that look, that happened. At this point in time was the best approach to make. You know, well, that, that, you go over the railing mm -hmm. and, um, you, you know, the, the public tent is right there. No, it's just outside of the Yeah, you know, we, we, have, we have all kinds of citizens in this country, and there are people who will find comic in any single thing. And there are some people <laughs> who are suggesting that, uh, Mr. Hammersmith, you and Karen University Sheva are prepping for Carnival for next year to storm people <laughs> fat all over the place. But that's just, that's just how, you know, various people view the thing. There are some people who see this as a very serious infringement. There are some people who some are... Some people were very, and were very, I just want to say this. For those who made negative comments, I got so many positive comments. It isn't funny. It is, I don't know if Mr. Amersmith's comment um, experience is the same. Google, you should, you know, so I got a lot of, lots of encouragement. Yeah, um, it, I have to say. If, even this morning, the, the comments have been varied. There are some people who describe it as disrespectful. Some people saying who oh, it's unbecoming of high office holders. Others who are saying, well, it just goes to show the kind of man that Basdeo Pande was. That people jump in fence to come in the man's funeral. Fuss, <laughs> he was popular. And 
and and you have to take the bad with the good and and, and everything else in the greater scheme of things there are people who will have their own views uh, let's take one or two calls because we're almost out of time hello good morning hi good morning satish and good morning to you mrs tashara now here's my take on everything and i wanted to be at supper but i was uninvited right I looked at part of the program on the television up to when Mr. Subhash Pandey gave his eulogy, yeah. and then I asked my son, drop me at supper. So he, he went looking for a park, and he dropped me. I crossed all the highways there, and I saw a guy walking, so he was heading towards supper, and only he and I were walking. So I stood, and I said, hello, hello, and I, he was actually a, a family of mine, but he, was, he had worked with Mr. Pandey. He, so I said, okay, I'm your family now, and I wanted to get into supper. When we reached the gates, which was a little after quarter to 11, 11, the police just told him, just go in. And I was shocked. I said, wow, I'm so lucky today. So we went and we stood up on the steps of supper. We, we stood up there and we saw everything, you know, all the people after a while were coming out and so on. We didn't go to the tent. They just told us, go in. So we had a free movement into supper. We walked in. We virtually walked in. I said I was the luckiest person. Now, I felt I should have been there in present. I don't know why. The day before I went, they closed the gates at, at, at 5. I would reach there at 5.30. I thought I would be able to go in and sign and view and so on. I, did, I didn't have that opportunity. But I had the opportunity when Mr. Pandey, the, when, when the, the news was coming out at 6, I felt I got enough. Okay, I call. Thank you so much. I, I understand you wanting to give us the whole history, but uh, we have this one phone line this morning because we have Mr. Hamill Smith on the other. So we'll try to get as many calls in on 6273223. Thank you for your account. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Satish. I'm um, here. After my mirth subsided, I must say that I had my own personal thoughts on the matter, and I believe that if this was a public um, event, um, paid for by the public, paid for by the taxpayer, then um, somebody of the prominence of a former minister and a former president of the Senate, um, albeit impromptu in nature, some sort of accommodation sh probably should have been made for them. And, and I, I only hope, I only hope that this was not no attempt on anybody's part to engage in gamesmanship of any kind, um, um, because somebody walked away from their political party. I only hope that is not what took place here. I go on, sir. Yeah, thank you so much for. Your call, 6273223 is our phone number to get into our interview this morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Ms. Samuel Smith. Good morning, Ms. Tishera. Ms. Tishera, someone told me that you were probably advertising to the TTOC, letting them take note for the when the next Olympic Games start. But that aside, <laughs> Ms. Tishera, when you got the comment, go girl, do you think it may have just been glossy sarcasm? I listened to your comment. I, you know, you know, out of everything, you get some positive. So then I didn't um, tremble and think across it. So then maybe it looked as though I was still agile enough. So that was a net positive that was never intended, but <laughs> maybe I am getting ready for the Olympics. Let's take another call. Hello, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Party. Um, thank you for explaining this morning because what puzzles me is hearing you all speaking about hope, have a new vision for the country then, right? And you know, well, you're saying, well, you know, you're storming fence then. 
you understand? A local balance, I want to say, where is that one? So thank you for explaining this morning the situation so people at least then will know exactly you know, what transpired. Thank you very much and have a good day. Yeah. Thank you so much for your call. As, as we continue to discuss this situation and Gary Griffin and others now making pronouncements, uh, there's a story in one of our daily newspapers today that suggests that uh, probably we need to have some more uh, guidelines as to what happens at state events. Because there's a story in one of the dailies that says that judges of the Supreme Court were not invited to a state event like this for whatever reason. I don't know if it's protocol that they be invited. Um, and more and more voices you're hearing now, people who feel left out of the event, and it goes back to the to the platform that this man Basdeo Pandey was the kind of individual that everybody wanted to pay their respects to. Because I can't rem- and, and I, I'll be honest, I for the other state funerals that we've had, I can't remember having this discussion about people not being invited and wanting to be invited and get left out and protocol and all of these things. We, we did not have those discussions before. Uh, I, I, I don't want to suggest that Basdeo Pandey was greater than any of the others who went before him when it comes yeah. to state funeral, but the evidence is there. That more- I think you're right. And can I just say one thing? Um, I, we do appreciate that the minister could not accommodate everybody who wanted to come, but um, Ms. Am Smith, the former president, I would hope he would have addressed this, that it wasn't that he did not make efforts to um, get, in, get invited in his capacity as a former president, and he did not get an acknowledgement. So I bear that in mind. It's not that we feel that everybody must come, but I do think there are certain people in the pecking order that should have been given that. And it's certainly not me, because um, for whatever reason, I'm not going to argue with them over that. But I do think that um, the lack of respect and the lack of even acknowledgement mm-hmm. for him was disrespectful. Yeah, more and more it seems as though the protocol listing needs to be revised when it comes to some of these state events. And as to who's responsible for that, I can't tell you. Gary Griffith seems to know exactly who is responsible in his statement. He outlined that very clearly. And as I said, you know, there are people who are comical on all sides of the fence. Somebody said uh, Karen and Tim gone hoping to get into the event <laughs> this morning, yesterday. So um, it is what it is. It's, it's water under the bridge now. We'll have some discussions on it moving forward. But at the end of the day, quite frankly, I don't think it made a difference to what transpired right. to the nation paying its tributes to our fifth prime minister. It's a side event, um, you know, a, a, a little side plot that happened and we're having some fun over it. Some people really upset and all that kind of thing. But by and large, Basdeo Pandey was sent off uh, in a manner that was truly befitting to him, to the magnitude right. of the individual, to the contribution that he made to Trinidad and Tobago and to all our cities. Not just here at home, he was, he was well-loved across the world. Uh, anywhere you find a Trini or someone who has any indications of dealings with Trinidad and Tobago, they speak to you of that man called Basdeo Pane. I want to thank both of you for being with us here this morning, uh, being frank and open in what transpired um, and addressing it frontally. Because in this country, we like too much bacchanal. We like too mm-hmm. much confusion. We like too much movelang and, and all of them kinds of things. And this is clearly evident with the kind of prominence this event, the toilet jump in the fence, has garnered on the national <laughs> Jump in the fence, you know, in political terms, that can mean all kind of thing. Yeah? But uh, we'll, have, we'll have those discussions at another time because I'm sure that we'll be speaking more with both you all and other members of this HOPE party. Um, those are discussions for another time. But I want to thank you both for being with us here this morning and giving us your sides 
of what transpired. Thank you once again for being here. And, and I just want to say um, thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to explain um, what happened. And um, thank you to your listeners. And thank you to Freedom 106.5. It's a good name, Freedom. And you showed the freedom of expression, which is what a democracy should be about. Thank you so much. We strive, we do, we really strive um, to achieve that. And that's why we drop the kitchens on our interview here this morning. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.